Welcome to Reframe the Game. My name is Kent Games. I'm an athletic trainer, educator, and lover of breakthroughs. In this perspective shifting podcast, we bring you the mindset, the motivation, and the methods to help you develop as a conscious healthcare provider. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's dive in. Advantage is the premier provider of non traditional work, advocacy, and resources while pushing the boundaries of athletic training. Follow them on social media at The Advantage and join their email list for an even deeper dive into all things non traditional and access to even more boundary pushing content. Welcome back to Reframe the Game. In this episode, we are going to discuss personal development as a form of professional development. This topic is near and dear to my heart. Most of my career, I would say that I was solely focused on professional development. I attended all of the workshops. I attended any professional conference that I could afford, and I read journal articles like it was my job. And it wasn't until 2016, when I was firing on all cylinders professionally, but I was totally empty personally and I was struggling personally, that I started taking personal development and what that really meant seriously. And once I took personal development seriously and I approached it with the same level of intensity and focus that I approached my professional development with, it totally transformed me first as a human and then as a professional. I mean, it transformed the way I worked with patients. It transformed the way I worked with students. It transformed the interactions I had with my stakeholders and those around my practice that really mattered. And it moved the level and depth of conversations and the power and the meaning behind my conversations forward in a way that I couldn't imagine. And looking at how I survived as a professional Before investing in myself through professional development, I scratched my head because it was that transformative of experience by simply investing and approaching my personal development with the same intensity that I approached my professional development. And I'm talking about this with you today because it's important. Personal development is largely unseen and definitely underutilized by athletic trainers and in the profession of athletic training in general. And my hope here is by shedding light on personal development, you can expand your opportunities for growth and development, and you can explore different ways that you could potentially grow personally, or you can invest in yourself and personal development outside of what we invest in ourselves as professionals. And I believe that personal development has the ability to transform athletic trainers and move us closer to the realization of our dreams and our aspirations as individuals, and as a profession as a whole. My perspective is that if we have a profession filled with aware, deeply talented, and satisfied professionals, we could foster immense positive change for ourselves and the patients we care for. So to start, I thought it would be helpful if we defined professional development and personal development. We'll start with professional development. The definition of professional development is learning to earn or maintain professional credentials, such as academic degrees, formal coursework, 
attending conferences, and even informal learning activities situated in practice. So these can be things like our CEU events. These can be things like learning from a mentor in practice. These can be things like having journal clubs or going to an additional credentialing event, a three or four day workshop or a semester-long workshop, or earning a post-professional degree, whether it's a post-professional master's or earning a DAT degree. Any of these professionally constrained activities where the purpose is to earn or maintain a professional credential. And that can be, again, done in any format. It doesn't have to be CEU eligible, but the goal of that is to maintain or develop your professional credentials. And professional development is pretty familiar to us as athletic trainers and really the profession of athletic training in general. We have a formal structure for professional development, and that comes in the form of requirements to maintain our BOC credential and oftentimes, more often than not, in the requirements to obtain and maintain our state licensing or state regulatory requirements for those who have those. On the other hand, personal development is defined as activities that improve awareness and identity, develop talent and potential, build human capital, facilitate employability, and enhance the quality of life and realization of dreams and aspirations. I don't know if you're like me, but when I read the definition of personal development, I get goosebumps my hair on my arms stands up because it feels so much more rich and so much more meaningful and so much more purposeful than simply activities to earn or maintain professional credentials. It touches on so many aspects of the human experience. It improves our awareness, our identity, it develops our talents, it builds potential, it builds human capital. It facilitates our employability and it enhances our quality of life and realizations of dreams and aspirations. That resonates with me. If that doesn't resonate with you, ask yourself why. Where is that not resonating with you? Because I feel like as athletic trainers, many of the challenges that we face and many of the challenges that we say we are facing within the profession really fall within this realm of personal development and areas that we could develop or improve upon if we spent some time and energy and financial investments in personal development. When we look at this, it's a little less familiar, it's a little less obvious in athletic training because it doesn't directly lead to a maintenance of a credential or an attainment of continuing education units because it's difficult to link directly back to patient outcomes. However, I believe personal development is equally as important to professional development for athletic trainers. You may be listening to me now and saying, Kent, you are off base here because I must engage in professional development to keep my job. And my job and my vocation and my career is how I make my money and how I am able to pay for the things I need in life, pay for the things I have in life. It really gives me the life that I want. But my basis here is that every athletic trainer is a human first. And we've chosen the vocation of athletic training. If we improve ourselves as humans, we are going to improve ourselves as professionals. So by choosing the path of improving ourselves as a human first, 
we by default will improve our practice and improve ourselves as a professional. And we need to invest in personal development as much as we invest in professional development. Even if we are not earning continuing education credits, we're not earning certificates, and we're not earning any other credit for completion or nothing that's going to outwardly show. It's not going to be another credential that we can add to the end of our name or onto our resume per se. I definitely think there's a spot for personal development on your resume because it is a way that we can demonstrate that we are evolving, that we are growing, that we are becoming more than we were. And we are on this path that never ends of growth and development in a journey to give back and to make the biggest impression that we can in the time that we have. So when we look at these two things together, personal development and professional development, oftentimes they are presented as kind of a dichotomy where personal development is one thing and professional development is another, where when I see it, I see it more as a continuum where we need both. I mean, we definitely need to stay on top of the progressive edge of what's happening in medicine so we can provide the highest level of care to our patients using evidence-based practice, patient-centered care, integrative care, healthcare informatics, quality assurance, you know, integrating those things that we need to integrate in order to maintain a level of competence in our care and perhaps a level of expertise in our care. In that same continuum, at the same time, we have to develop ourselves because we have to become more aware of ourselves. We have to become more aware of our identity. We need to develop talents that are not tied to patient care. We need to develop our ability to vision, to plan, to lead. We need to develop some, maybe some natural talents that we have that can be a bridge to where we are and where we want to go in our career. We need to be able to build our human capital. What are the things that you are doing to build your human capital? What are you bringing to the table beyond what you can do and how you work with patients or students that add massive value? What are those things? And if we think about the second part of personal development, the definition of personal development, which is facilitate employability and enhance the quality of life and realization of dreams and aspirations. I mean, isn't that what we're working for? Aren't we working to increase our own quality of life? Aren't we working to realize our dreams and aspirations? And we may not be working to realize our dreams and aspirations. Our vocation certainly influences our dreams and aspirations, particularly if they require any sort of financial commitment. As opposed to looking at these as dichotomies or as like a black and white box or as in two separate boxes, really, I encourage you for the rest of the conversation today to think about these things as parallel, as occurring at the same time in the same place. You don't necessarily have to choose between the two. Rather, you should be investing in both continuously. This is important to athletic training, again, because we are all humans first. We are humans first. And athletic training as a profession is a human-centered profession. We're a service profession. 
We make human connections. These are the things that we pride ourselves on as athletic trainers. We pride ourselves on the ability to build rapport. We pride ourselves on the ability to connect with another human being in a time of need. If we can improve our human, us, then we can show up better for the humans that we treat every day and the humans that we work with every day, whether they are our coaches or our healthcare administrator or our supervisor or our dean or our preceptor. We are able to show up better for them. And then hopefully we can collectively invest and collectively move forward with an improved self to be able to improve the profession. We're solely focused in athletic training on professional development, whether it's maintenance of competence exam or recording continuing education units, or it's having EBP CEUs. We are laser focused collectively on professional development, and we have metrics to measure professional development. We have all sorts of tracking tools to measure professional development. We have all sorts of resources at various different venues in various different formats. We have live and person formats. We have virtual formats. We have pre-recorded formats. We have live virtual formats. We have really expensive continuing education and professional development opportunities. We have low-cost professional development opportunities. We have professional development opportunities across all of the different practice settings of athletic training. That's great. This is not to downplay the importance of professional development. This is to highlight the fact that by doing all of this, we have neglected the importance of personal development to the profession of athletic training. We've just forgotten about it. And I don't know if it's because we have so many things going on, if it's because we are so busy, if it's because it's hard to be counted, it doesn't lead to anything from a continuing education perspective. But somewhere along the line, we have forgotten about personal development and the critical role that plays to our profession and the development of our profession. When we expand our own individual considerations to include both professional and personal development, we can improve ourselves as humans. I believe that translates to better patient care, a better ability to handle stressful situation, and improved professional vitality. It allows us to be more resilient, to handle the challenges that come with being a first-line and a front-line healthcare provider. Being an athletic trainer is not easy, by any stretch of the imagination. Many of us love what we do every day and we're, we're so willing to sacrifice ourselves for the patients that we work with. We're so willing to sacrifice ourselves to ensure that others have the opportunity or at least the chance to be successful in what they've chosen to put their heart and soul in. And in doing that, we've invested our heart and soul in them. We often do this in a space where we're not investing in ourselves. We're not investing in self-care. I think part of that is a kind of a cultural thing in athletic training where we have demonized self-care. We've demonized taking off. We've demonized setting boundaries. Like somehow that means you're less of an athletic trainer. But I think it's more so that we simply are unaware. 
we are unaware of the professional development opportunities which exist. And personal development opportunities are a dime a dozen. They're all over the place. And they're easy to find if you know where to look. There's just as a robust framework of personal development activities for healthcare providers, for non-healthcare providers. It can be as simple as reading a personal development book. It can be as simple as hopping on and listening to a personal development podcast. It can be more formal by joining a group or a class or a course or a community that's focused on personal development. It can be going and attending live events that are two to three days or maybe even a week. A lot of this sounds familiar to the professional development activities we have in athletic training, right? We have got low cost, medium cost, high cost, in-person, virtual, week-long, weekend-length. A similar structure exists in the world of personal development. We simply just have to open our awareness and see that to find things that we may be looking for or we may feel like we're missing in our lives. And this isn't to say that we're lacking anything because we are all enough. We are all abundant in who we are today, but there could be things missing that could make us even better, not to fill in a hole that we have or a gap that we have in our own lives, but rather to improve ourselves so we can make a bigger impression on the journey we are all on in our lives. So to break this down, when we look at personal development, bottom line is personal development activities aid in our human growth and development. That When you boil it all down, that's what it's about. It's about how can we become a better human? How can we have difficult conversations? How can we demonstrate courage? How can we increase our own self-awareness? Then how can we use that self-awareness to take action on our lives? And how can we set realistic goals? And how can we take action on those goals? And how can we understand our emotional triggers? How can we look at our habits, our routines, our rituals, those things that we do every day, how, how we do them automatically? and really look at that cycle that's created with those habits and those routines and rituals and what are the triggers and what are the motivators that move us forward. That's what it's all about. As we improve our awareness, as we develop our talents, as we develop our potential as human beings, we can take those skills and those abilities and that knowledge and that information that we've gained from our personal development and really take that in to our world as athletic trainers. You know, we can take our awareness of, let's say, for example, our emotional triggers. This was a huge one for me. In 2016, when I started my personal development journey and I was kicking butt professionally, one of the things that I really focused on and one of the things that I was attracted to and and one of the courses that I was initially enrolled in was really understanding my emotional triggers because I would be in meetings with stakeholders. I thought I was effectively advocating for the students, for the program. But what I didn't realize is when other stakeholders would ask questions, I would take that information as a personal threat. And it was a threat to my ego. And I couldn't 
separate the question asking from the perception of a threat. And so my response was defensive. I didn't think I was defensive. I thought I was just passionate. I thought I was just, you know, really passionate about what we were doing in the DAT program, what we were building, why it was so important. I thought I was just doing a good job advocating. That's honestly what I thought I was doing. But I was losing control because I was being triggered and I was being reactive. So I had lost direction. And in those conversations, when I lost directions and when I became defensive, I lost credibility. I lost the credibility that I had built with those stakeholders. It resulted in me being frustrated with a lack of progress. It resulted in me being frustrated with a lack of pace or a lack of fast cadence or at least as rapid as cadence as I would like. And it resulted in what felt like barrier after barrier after barrier being placed in front of me. In reality, that wasn't, well, that was what was happening in reality, but it was a direct consequence of me being manipulated. Uh, I don't know if it was purposeful or not, but me being manipulated with my emotional triggers because I was, I was unaware that when people questioned me, I saw that as a threat. And when I saw it as a threat, I went into defensive mode. We all have these triggers And um, the first step is to become aware of them. And maybe you're aware of your own triggers. And this is just one example of how personal development really transformed my professional life. So when we look at professional development, also enhances our quality of life. Now I can go into the office and I know I can have difficult conversations. It's not perfect. It's a constant practice. And I have to continually check myself. As I move forward, my quality of life has been enhanced by personal development because I'm no longer wrapped up in the drama. I'm not wrapped up in the drama of trying to be the hero, or I'm no longer wrapped up in the drama of trying to put myself as the victim or the villain or someone how to blame. There's certainly responsibility to go around, but it doesn't need to be toxic. And where I developed personally was understanding that, that it didn't need to be toxic, that it didn't have to be a competition, that we could simply approach a difficult situation with curiosity and with an understanding that everyone has everyone's best interests in mind. And I think that relates well to some of the tense conversations and tense interactions that many athletic trainers have with coaches or administrators in the clinical practice settings, because we often see coaches or healthcare administrators or physicians asking questions and expecting responses as a threat to our identity as a healthcare provider, which leads to a chain of events that we're not necessarily proud of. And it leads to probably unnecessary tension in an already stressful situation. If we can continue to engage as professionals with personal development and have personal development alongside professional development, We can enhance both our personal and professional capital. We can walk into a room and own the room. We can walk into any situation and own that situation because we're able to combine the skills of awareness, identity development, calmness, human capital, you know, having a clear sense of direction with our unparalleled clinical practice skills 
And then we truly do become the leader and the person that the head of the healthcare team for the physically active, now, particularly on site when there may not be another healthcare provider available. So where do we see this in athletic training right now? Do we even have personal development as professional development in, in the profession? I looked around and I couldn't really find anything. Again, I think this is due to the fact that it's difficult to tie personal development to continuing education units. And one of the major drivers of professional development in athletic training is CEU attainment, right? CEU accumulation, because that it's a means to an end to keep our license, to keep our credential for the next cycle. We can have another conversation about whether that's the approach we should take or not. But that's the approach that exists for most of us. I'm guilty of that. I was that athletic trainer who simply accumulated 50 CEUs because that's what I had to do in a two-year period of time, whether or not I actually had information that changed or improved my practice. That was debatable. Maybe there was one or two things that I would take, and, and maybe I integrated them a little bit nothing fundamentally changed who I was as an athletic trainer. Looking back, I'm kind of ashamed of that, but I don't know if that's something to be ashamed of. Rather, it's an opportunity for us to learn about how the system is set up. The system is set up to measure success by the accumulation of points, not to measure success based on what we've learned or what we can demonstrate. So I don't know if it's something to be ashamed of anymore, but certainly when I was going through this transition, I was shameful of it. I felt bad. I felt like I was less of an athletic trainer because I would invest all of this money and then I would look at my practice and I would say it's fundamentally not different than what I was doing before I went to the conference. When I was looking for personal development activities for athletic trainers, there are none. If you Google search it, there are none. I think that recently, recently being in the last five to six years with the boom of podcasts for athletic trainers, I think there are more opportunities for us to have these conversations about personal development and about some of the concepts of personal development and of strategies for personal development and perhaps even specific courses or communities that we can invest in with our time or our energy or our money to really develop ourselves as humans. But by and large, it's non-existent in the profession today. As I mentioned earlier, if we look at the personal development industry, it's vast. There was a study published in 2020 that looked at the personal development industry, and they determined that in 2020, it was a $38 billion industry. And it's estimated to grow to a $56 billion industry by 2027. So it's almost going to double in seven years. And I think that's pretty astonishing. And I think it's a flare. It's, a, it's, not, a war, it's not a warning sign, but it's a signal to the profession that perhaps this is something that we should pay attention to. Perhaps we should pay attention as healthcare providers, for student-athletes, for the physically active, and invest in ourselves so we can be there for the patients we work with on a daily basis. Where do you find personal development activities? What can I do? 
I think that's probably a question many athletic trainers have, particularly when they're getting started. I think the first place would be to go to your local bookstore and go into the personal development section of the bookstore. Look for titles that jump out at you. Because if you're already thinking about how I want to invest in this, but I don't know how much I want to invest in it, a book or an audible is a relatively low-cost investment for potentially high yield. I mean, you could spend 10 to $30, if you will, and you could have a return on investment that's 10 times, 100 times on that 10 to $30 investment, depending on what you take from that and where you're at. And you, you now the next question is, well, what type of book should I select? Only you can answer that question because only you know what you need. You probably have some awareness of where you may be struggling or where you want to develop more. And maybe it's just general, I need some more framework. I want to know what other people have done. Or maybe it's something along the lines of, I feel tangled or stuck. So maybe you want a minimalist book or an essentialism book or something that's going to help you focus on whittling down what's important. Or maybe you're wanting to work on conflict resolution or you're wanting to work on visioning or you're wanting to work on strategic goal setting for your life. There are countless number of books that are available for that. Again, a quick Google search can help you find or going to Amazon and looking at the the top books in personal growth and development may be a great place to start. The reason I like books or Audible subscriptions is that you can gain a decades or decades worth of knowledge and information in days. So oftentimes the authors of these books have spent their lifetimes living these experiences, you know, investigating these experiences, researching these experiences, researching strategies, researching and conducting research, reading research and conducting research in these areas, whatever the topic may be, and they've condensed it down into the lowest common denominator, which can add massive value. And you can literally gain decades worth of work in days however long that takes you, a week, two weeks, a month, even two months is still days when we think relative to the number of days in two, three, four decades of work. I love that that's so accessible today, and, and it's accessible in many different ways, right? You have books, you have audiobooks, you also have, if you're looking for bite-sized information or you want a taste of maybe you're looking at an author that you want to invest in, or a book that they've written you want to invest in. Everyone's got a podcast, and many times the individuals who are writing the books are guests on podcasts, so you can get a feel for what they're about and how they approach personal development by watching a 45-minute to an hour or listening or watching a 45-minute to an hour podcast or a videocast. That's absolutely free to get a taste of of what you want or, or what they may be about before you make that $10 or $30 investment. Athletic trainers, what if you could be doing more for your career, for your patients, for yourself? The Indiana State Doctorate in Athletic Training Program can help you get there. You will learn the skills to practice at the top of your scope, 
and show your value in healthcare. Interested? Go to www.indstate.edu forward slash DAT. That's I-N-D-S-T-A-T-E dot E-D-U forward slash D-A-T for more information or to apply today. We've partnered with OnlineTherapy.com, that's Online-Therapy.com, a complete counseling toolbox where you get the support and tools you need to be happier, and it's all based on cognitive behavioral therapy. Head over to opportune.at slash online therapy. That's opportune.at slash online therapy to get started for free and enjoy 20% off of your first month of therapy. CBD has become increasingly popular for the treatment of pain, anxiety, focus, sleep, and more. We've partnered with Sweat CBD, who delivers 100% natural, full-spectrum CBD oil, gummies, and lotions. Head to SweatCBD.com and use code ADVANTAGE, A-T-V-A-N-T-A-G-E, for 10% off at checkout. As you kind of move forward on your professional development journey, there's such a wide array of what can be available that it's difficult to say, this is where you find this, this is where you find that. Rather, you know, they have courses. That was one of my first major investments. I invested eight weeks and $500 to take a course that was really designed to jumpstart an individual's personal development journey. And I absolutely would do it again. It was a transformative experience for me. I got to meet many wonderful people from a bunch of different industries, two of whom I still keep in contact regularly. They're out on the East Coast, and there's another one in the Midwest, or I'm sorry, the West Coast, and the other one's in the Midwest. One of them now works in nonprofit leadership. He was a C-level executive for a major broadcast network, and the other one is a lawyer, And uh, we still keep in contact on a pretty regular basis. And that was from an eight-week investment at the beginning of a new year where we all felt like something was missing from our lives, not lacking, but missing, and we wanted to make a bigger impact. And we were able to connect with one another, and we were able to go through the course and really develop a framework for ourselves which then gave us the opportunity to talk about that framework and what it meant to us. So it was not only self-help or or individual personal development, it was part of a group, and we were able to bring different perspectives. I mean, I was the youngest at 29, 30 years old. One of them was in their mid-40s, and the other one was in their mid-50s. So it was a great little group. And that really was, again, a transformative experience for me. But not everyone is is ready to invest $500 in an eight-week course. And I totally respect that. But if you are, that opportunity is available too. As I continued my personal development journey, I started to go to personal development conferences. Their sole existence was to bring together thought leaders in personal development and human optimization and high-performance habits, 
and curate an experience that left you with a ton of information, again, decades of information in days, as well as connect you to a community across all different types of industries. I've met people who are business owners. I've met people who are dentists, who are physicians, who are former school system superintendents, who are coaches, who are stay-at-home moms, who are CEOs, who, you know, who are influencers. I've met such a wide range of people through these experiences that it's, again, it's given me a network while also developing my human capital, helping me become more aware, develop my own identity, increase my quality of life, and really make a bigger impression on those I interact with on a daily basis. My most recent investment is a year-long subscription where we get together every week on Wednesday nights and we have an hour or so, two hours sometimes, conversation in a webinar live Zoom format and we get to learn from the best in the world. Every month is a new theme and it all rolls together and it's, it's really a lovely experience because every month I can create a new winning habit for my life. Sometimes those habits are related to health and fitness. Sometimes those habits are related to mental acuity. Sometimes those habits are related to leadership. Sometimes those habits are related to body language and interactions with other people. So again, it's a longer-term commitment, and it's only about $60 a month, so it's not too expensive. But it's certainly an investment over the year if you're not sure about whether or not you want to invest in it. And then even beyond what I've experienced, there are higher level experiences where you're paying a significant amount of money for some really intensive work. And hopefully I'll get to experience some of the really intensive work soon, but that's not on my personal development journey now. But the reason I wanted to tell you that wasn't because I wanted to share what I've done. What I wanted to share was the opportunities that exist because One of the things when I talk about personal development that I hear people say is, I just don't know how to get started, and I don't know where to go, and it's really cool that you did that, but what can I do, or how can I do that? Google is a fantastic resource for this, you know, typing in personal development or personal development for healthcare professionals. If you follow any influencers on Instagram or any personal development or or personal growth or financial growth, or financial mindset, or mindset development individuals on Instagram, or Twitter, or Facebook, if they don't have a course, they probably are affiliated with someone who does. It's pretty ubiquitous in the space if you simply open your eyes and look. So that's a 10,000-foot overview of the personal development space. And I know it feels like it doesn't exist because it doesn't exist yet in athletic training. Just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it can't add tremendous value to your life. And and that's really what my ask is. After you've listened to this podcast, over the next week or two, look, It doesn't hurt to Google search personal development opportunities or maybe time management management courses, personal development courses, personal development books, group help books, community-based personal development. 
or to head over to Barnes and Noble or head over to your local bookstore and just peruse and, and pick it up and read the back of the book or you're in the athletic training facility instead of flipping on the radio while you're hanging out and waiting for patients or, or just relaxing a little bit, uh, flip on a personal development podcast or flip on a YouTube recording of a podcast and just engage in that. Have a conversation with a colleague about personal development. Ask them what their thoughts are. Ask them what their feelings are. What, what are they hesitant about? What doesn't connect with them? Is it really about not engaging in continuing education units? I think that personal development is so important that we cannot tie whether or not we are going to do it to whether or not we get or earn continuing education units or some certificate because that defeats the purpose. We're not moving towards an end. What we're doing is taking an additional step in our own personal development journey. And it's a journey that will never end, hopefully. Hopefully we are always developing as humans, Hopefully, we're always gaining skills to add massive value to those we interact with. Whether that massive value is added to your spouse or your partner or your child or to a patient, to a supervisor, to your parents, to the random person on the street. I think the reason we're here as humans is to make an impression, to be impressive, and, and really to move forward on our personal development journey wherever that takes us. And our profession may come and go. You may not always be an athletic trainer. You may choose a different vocation at some point, and that's okay. But what you'll always be is a human. So to wrap this up today, I want to inspire you to take action. And here's what you can do right now. And we'll walk through this right now. The activity is called Audit Your Investment. So what I want you to do is grab a sheet of paper and a pen. If you don't have one, press pause on the podcast right now and go grab them. Now that we have our pen and our paper, draw a line down the middle of the page, splitting it into left and right halves. So you have the left half and the right half of the sheet of paper. Label the left half of the paper at the top. Label that professional development. And on the right side... At the top, label that personal development. Now, I want you to spend some time writing down all of the professional, so left side of the paper, all of the professional development activities that you have engaged in over the last two years. So these can be things like national conferences, district conferences, state conferences or state meetings. These could be virtual conferences. These could be free courses that are available online, listening to CEU-eligible podcasts. These may be going to an intensive workshop, maybe where you earn an additional credential. These could be your CPR recertification. This could be earning your post-professional degree or some other advanced degree after your professional level degree. Whatever those are, write all of those things that you've done in the last two years down now. All right, after you have that list, I want you to estimate for me how much money you spent on this development. So how much money in the last two years have you invested in professional development? When you calculate this, include things like registration to the event, travel to the event, your hotel stay, 
any of those sorts of things. If it was a week-long thing, or, or maybe it cost you $0 because all the professional development that you've done over the last year has been free or has been included in your membership to an organization. That's okay too. If it costs you $0, make sure you put down $0. You had a $0 monetary investment. Now that you've done the financial investment, now let's look at the time and energy investment. So in all of your professional development for the last two years, you have that list. You probably have a list on of how much that cost. Maybe you've broken it down like event A cost me $500, event B cost me this much, et cetera, et cetera. Now what I want you to do is estimate the amount of time and energy or time you've invested in the last two years on each of these professional development activities. Measure that in hours. How many hours total, you could do total or you could break it down by activity, did you spend on these professional development activities of the last two years? Actual time, not continuing education units, not how many CEUs you earned, but rather how much time, physical hours that you spent engaging in this material. Now I'd like you to repeat the process again, but this time use the right half of your paper, the personal development side. I want you to write down all of the personal development activities you've engaged in, how much time and energy it cost, and how much money you've invested in these endeavors. These can be anything from investing in personal development books. These could be attending conferences that are focused on professional development. These could be listening to a regular personal development podcast uh, that really talk about personal development type issues, not necessarily, you know, crime podcasts or podcasts about a specific TV show or even a podcast about the profession of athletic training unless they are specifically talking about personal development and the ways that we can develop to become better humans, to increase our human capital, to improve our quality of life, to attain and move closer to our dreams and aspirations. So repeat this process. Do that on the right half of the sheet of paper right now with personal development. The list of activities in the last two years how much time and energy you've invested in the last two years on personal development, and finally, how much money you've invested in the last two years on personal development. Now, we're going to take it to the next level. So so right now, you've got two lists, right, with several pieces of information, the actual activities that you've done, the monetary investment, as well as the time and energy investments. So if you're like most healthcare providers, you have probably spent more time, more energy, and more money on professional development than personal development. If you're like the vast majority, me included, that's okay. That's nothing to be ashamed of. You even may not have any investment in personal development in the last two years. That's totally okay. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no blame here. This is simply an audit. So we don't want to apply meaning to any of this. Does it mean you're a bad human or a bad athletic trainer or a great human or a great athletic trainer? It means nothing. It means this is how you've spent your time, energy, and money over the last two years on personal and professional development. Now I want you to go to your professional development list and activities and investments. I'd like you to look at that list, reflect on it, And I want you to circle any activity 
that didn't add as much value to your practice as you anticipated or you desired. So things that you spent time or you spent energy or you spent money on attending and attaining skills, but it didn't add value to your practice. It didn't change your practice. It didn't change fundamentally the way you interact with patients or stakeholders or other athletic trainers, right? Circle those activities now. Now, I want you to tally those investments up in time and money. So at the end, so you're in a circle, those activities will end up with a list of total time spent on activities that didn't add as much value as I anticipated, and total time and then money spent on activities that didn't add as much value as anticipated or desired. Now you see how much money you've spent on not as effective professional development. So you've got all the other professional development that you did and you found that it added value and it fundamentally changed your practice and it helped the way you interact with patients and you're implementing these things that you learned in this professional development every single day in your practice. So when you look there, you know what you did. And then you also know what those things that mm, maybe they didn't really do what I wanted them or I didn't get what I wanted out of it. So for that chunk of money, what I encourage you to do is for the next two years, so we've already looked at the past two years, now you know how much money you've spent and time you spent and energy you spent on value-added activities professionally, and also how much time, money, and energy you spent on non-value-added activities. And all I'm asking you to do is for the next two years, take the, the time, energy, and money that you spent on non-value-added professional development and invest it in personal development. What this does is it allows you to invest in personal development without removing any activities that have been professionally productive for you. And you're able to invest in personal development without adding any additional cost to your development that you've spent in the last two years. And I think this is a fantastic and a great start to diving in to personal development when you're unsure of how much you want to invest or where you want to invest. So it's a, it's a neutral investment over the course of four years, but you are changing where your investments are going. And I want to bring it back to how I started to wrap this up. And that is, I believe personal development allows us to have a profession filled with aware, deeply talented, and satisfied professionals who can foster immense positive change, not only for ourselves, but also for the patients we care for. MedBridge provides evidence-based courses unlimited CEUs, a home exercise program featuring over 6,000 exercises, and much more. Use promo code THEADVANTAGE, that is T-H-E-A-T-V-A-N-T-A-G-E, to get an annual MedBridge subscription for as low as $200. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Reframe the Game. If you found value or were inspired by this episode, please share it with a colleague or a friend so we can collectively have conversations in order to grow and develop both as humans 
and professionals. 